0: Good morning to each of you. It's good to see you on this uh, somewhat rainy day, but the Lord is good. He's with us today, and we are here to worship Him. So I'm glad you're here with us. We've been speaking to you on Sunday mornings on why we believe And this morning, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 11 as we look at why I believe in prayer. Luke chapter 11. And the background is that Jesus was praying, and his disciples were so impressed with his prayer that they said, Lord, teach us to pray. So there are two sections to this. One is what we call the Lord's Prayer, verses Luke 11, verses 2 through 4, and you're probably familiar with this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Gives us an outline there of prayer and the topics and priorities. But then starting in verse 5, which is where I want to, what I want to stress this morning is verses 5 through 13. Because here he gives the reasons for prayer, the motivation for prayer, why we should pray. You know, it's one one thing to have the outline or the method of prayer, but it's another thing to be motivated to pray. And I've found that if you're motivated, almost any outline will do. And he tells this story. He says in verse 5, which of you who have a friend goes to him at midnight and says, friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. He, he, he's talking, he's illustrating prayer by saying, it's like a person who at midnight has a knock on his door, and he recognizes him as his friend who's very hungry, very needy but he has nothing in his cupboards to give to him. So it says, he goes to a neighbor, which he also calls his friend, and this is at midnight, and knocks on his door. And he says, Would you please give me some bread, loaves of bread, because a friend of mine has come. And he's as he puts it in verse 6... He has arrived on a journey. Can we pull up uh, Luke eleven six? the The word journey here is actually a word you should be familiar with. It's a Greek word with two sections, x-ex, which means out, like an exit. And then odos, or odus, it's road. And literally it means someone who is out of the road. You may remember in the Exodus, this is why they call it the Exodus, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they were making their way out and they came to the Red Sea with mountains on each side of them. And then they looked and saw Pharaoh coming behind them to enslave them once again. So they were trapped. They were out of the road. See, there is no road that goes through the Red Sea. So they were out of the way. They were trapped and frustrated and baffled as to what to do next. This is the word that is used here. Someone has come to me on an exodus. On a journey, out someone who's out of the way, he's lost. He's, he doesn't know where, what to do next. And he's knocking on my door and I don't have anything. So would you please give me three loaves that I might set something before him? Jesus is telling this story. He goes on in verse 7. And he says, uh, you'll get an answer from within. It says, don't bother me. The door is shut. My children are with me in bed, and I cannot get up and give you anything. Actually, in the first century, um, the Jewish houses, Israelite houses, would be uh, just large enough, tall enough to, they would bring their cows in, and their chickens would roost at night in the house and they'd have one big bed and all the kids would get in bed with you so so when you went to bed and the chickens are quiet and the cows are silent nobody move lest they wake something up and so he says verse 7 Do not bother me. The door is shut. My children are with me in bed. If you keep knocking, you're going to wake the whole household up, which will wake the whole neighborhood up. And he goes on, verse 8, Though he will not get up and give him anything because of his friendship, but because of his boldness, his continued knocking, he will rise and give what he needs, because he's afraid that he'll make a big noise. So then Jesus applies that, verse 9. So I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. For every one who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Opened. Jesus gives us this little episode on prayer because he's going to give us the three big motives for praying. Here's number one. He says prayer is like a person who has a friend come to him and he doesn't have anything to give him. This person's on an exodus. He's baffled, he's confused, he's stuck, and he's afraid, like in the exodus. What do I do now? And he knocks, so he comes, he knocks on his door, and he and he. and this man, though, has nothing to give him, so he must go and get something for his friend. So here's what Jesus is teaching us. We are going to have people who need us, and they're going to look to us, and we will have insufficient resources for them. It could be your own children, that as they go through problems in life, that you're going to think, where do I get enough wisdom? For this, and you're unable to figure it out, or it could be your marriage. How do I have wisdom to handle this self-centered husband or wife? I'm not. I don't want to just pick on the guys, because it is possible that wives can be self-centered. You know, on occasion, it's a possibility. People are going to knock on our door. They're going to need something from us. And our cupboard is empty. Now that's what Jesus is teaching. And all of us are going to meet people like that. Especially uh, those of us in, in Christian ministry. Uh, problems are just unsolvable. That and They've come to the Red Sea. That's why people laugh at me when I say this, but you know what? The biggest counsel I give to people in trouble, I say, read Exodus. God can get you through. Reminds me of that policeman who saw a man standing on a bridge about to jump. And the policeman saw him and yelled, Sir, don't harm yourself. Don't jump. He said, let me come over and talk to you. He said, surely your problems aren't that bad. And so he went over and he listened to the man share his problems. And after a few moments, him and the policeman both jumped. It was just impossible. A story with a bad ending. Jesus teaches us here... Who of you, you disciples, is going to have someone come? Won't you go and knock on another one's door? Because remember, as he puts it in verse 6, I have nothing to set before him. Prayer connects you with the resources of God in a way that nothing else does. So you need supernatural wisdom. You need supernatural strength. You need supernatural provision. Here's a second reason that Jesus gives us for prayer. He says He promises to answer our prayers because God's our Father. You see that in verse 9. I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. I put a little little mark right there under verse 10. Everyone who asks, receives. And I I have looked at the statements of Jesus on prayer. I do not find heavy qualifications in prayer. In other words, uh, sometimes you hear somebody say... um, Sometimes When you pray to God, sometimes He says yes, sometimes He says no. Uh, if you have sin in your life, you know, there's no need to pray. All of those qualifiers, Jesus put it this way, one who asks receives, verse 10. Why? Because God is our Father, He puts it in verse 11. What father among you, if his son asked for a fish, would he give him a snake? Instead, would he give him a serpent? His, his answer expected is, of course not. There is a verse that I came across some weeks ago reading through the Psalms. Uh, Psalm 106, 43 and 44. Do we have that one? Let me pull that up. Look at this. Whatever condition you're in this morning, and I want to. I'm underlining this area of whoever, whosoever asks receives. Listen to what Psalm 106 says. Many times he delivered them. In other words, God's helped them so many times, but they were rebellious and brought low through their sin. So now what? He looked on their distress when He heard their cry. He looked on their distress when He heard their cry. After they've been rebellious and after He's helped them so many times. So I don't know where you are on the spiritual scale today, but Jesus said, Whosoever, everyone who asks... Receives Verse 10. And if you seek, you will find. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. Because he says, verse 13, If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Spirit to them that ask Him? So the emphasis on God promises to answer, to take care of us, because He's our heavenly Father. Here's a third reason we should pray. First is because people need us to pray. They have bigger problems than we can solve. Our cupboard is empty. Second, because God promises to answer because He's our Father. And third, because our greatest need is the Holy Spirit. Unless your car windows are down, your greatest need is the Holy Spirit. This reminds me of when I was uh, first started to pastor, and I viewed myself as Elijah the prophet. I mean, here he comes, stand back. And uh, the church in Texas, and it started to rain like this, and we, everybody came in, it was sunshine, and then a storm came through, and it was raining like this, and people's One or two or three started to get up and go. They were going to roll their windows up. I said, folks, fear not. I am going to command the rain to stop. (laughs) I am going to ask God to stop the rain. So I prayed loud. And I said, Lord, I pray that the rain would cease. And it came a thunderclap and a... (laughs) And I I have never seen it rain like that, and half the congregation ran outside to roll their windows up. I don't know how I survived that, but it was weird. So I, whenever it rains like this, you can trust me not to pray that it stops. I've I've learned my lesson. But look at how he puts this in verse thirteen. You then who are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Do you know what we need to? You know what the bread is. You remember the guy who goes and says, "Give me some loaves of bread to give to my friend." Notice that Jesus says the heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit, the most basic need that we have. The bread of life is God's presence. Praying for God's presence, because you know if God's Spirit comes, if God's presence is there, everything good happens. His love, His joy, His peace, His wisdom, His power, His miracles, His supernatural ability to control things, that all is wrapped up in that. And there's an interesting verse in Matthew seven, I call it my seven eleven because it's where you go to get everything. Matthew seven, and look at verse. I'm going to read verse eight to eleven. Here's the we have verse eleven up here, but I want you to notice this. Matthew seven eight. Everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be opened. And which of you, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would he give him a serpent? And what do you notice here? It's the same thing, isn't it? Same text. Only it's in Matthew. But look what, look what Matthew, on a different occasion, Jesus changed one thing. Look at verse 11. If you then who are evil, that is selfish nature, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him. Do you notice the difference in Luke? it's he gives the Holy Spirit but here in Matthew he gives good things. I use this because we tend to put prayer in the spiritual category. you know if we need something spiritual, well then we pray because God will give you the spiritual things and he'll give you the Holy Spirit. But Jesus uses the exact same analogy for material things, good things. Good things. Jesus encourages his disciples to pray for good things. Not to expect bad things, pray for good things. And the same principles that apply. Look, God is your father. You need Him to give you good things, and He is wanting to give you good things. He promises to give you good things if you will ask Him. the The past year or so has been uh, difficult for me. Uh, with I've uh, my knee was out for about three or four months, and uh, it's hard to walk. And in my that got better, and in my foot, I stretched the tendon in my foot, so that's been uh, bothering me for about three months. And then uh, about the same time, I got, I chipped a tooth and had to go in and get, that was about $800 to get a crown put on that. And then after I'd been home for about a week or two, it started to ache. I thought, oh, great. So i had to go back to the dentist and he, they took pictures of it, you know, and he came come in, he got a stool, and he sat right in front of me, and I thought, whoa, this, is, this can't be good news. He said, Mr. Rednour, I'm suggesting you need a root canal. A uh, root canal. I've never had a root canal. But everything I've ever heard about a root canal is that that's a bad thing. I said, how sure are you that I need a root canal? He said, I said, using your expertise and your years of experience, what do you predict is the percentage of things one to 10? 10, 10 being you absolutely 100%. He said, I am 99% sure. Great. So on the way home, they gave me some antibiotics to take to prepare for it. On the way home, I said, Lord, I don't want to spend $1,000 on a root canal. And plus, there's that little thing called pain. And I don't want to go through a root canal. Would you just heal me? And that's been about two months ago. I had a little bit of pain that week. And today, this past week, week before that, not a bit of pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe God answered my prayer. I believe that. Now I had a guy come up this morning after church service and he said, you know, your tooth will quit hurting for a while and then it'll come back and just kill you because you'll have to get a root canal. <laughs> Thank you for building up my faith. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but I know what verse 11 says. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, you take care of them. How much more? Isn't your heavenly Father better than you? Good things to them who ask Him. I want to encourage you to ask Him. Be specific. Write it down in a little prayer journal on the date you ask it. And then the date that it was answered and giving praise for it.